Your bodies, plural, are to be a sacrifice, singular. Each one of us, of course, is a part of the whole. But here's the whole body that ought to be a flaming, glorious sacrifice for God. But as each one uses his life and his body and his skills and what God has given to him in the way of gifts, then the whole body becomes a glorious sacrifice, a sacrifice. Each individual as a sacrifice making up one marvelous sacrifice of the whole body presented to God. Now, you notice there are some other things mentioned about this sacrifice. It is to be not only living, but holy and pleasing to God. The word holy means separated or consecrated or committed. That's what it's speaking about there. Something that is holy is something that is set apart from everything else. You know, if you had lost your, your, uh, your frying pan uh, back in the Old Testament times, and uh, you decided you wanted to fry some bacon and eggs, and uh, you went down to the temple, and you said, I need a frying pan. You fellows have some frying pans down here at the temple. Will you let me use one of your frying pans? They would say, no. These pots and these pans in this temple are holy. You can't use them, especially for bacon. <laughs> but you can't use them for anything. You can't fry anything in these pots and pans because they're holy. They're set apart for a particular use in the temple and in the temple alone. So holiness, we need to get clear in our mind, does not mean, first of all, some kind of a, a way of living that is righteous or a super saint's life or something of that sort. It means separation. Pots and pans can be holy, you see not just persons who are to be thought of as holy in the Bible, but also pots and pans, things can be holy. That is, set apart, separated for special use. These, perhaps the word special is the best way to translate holy in some senses, because these were special pots, special pans. <clears throat> they were for a special place and a special use at a special time. They were not common pots and pads for any use, anytime, anywhere, by anybody. <clears throat> and that's what God says you are to be. You are to be his holy, his separated, his special people who are unlike other people. You see, people going around in this world here have no desire to commit themselves to God. They have no desire to say no to their own wishes and will. They want what they want. And even if what they want is socially good, it's still wanting what they want because they want it. The Bible says that even the plowing of an unsaved man is sin because he always does it for the wrong motives. He never does it for God. But you are to be God's special people. You are to do what you do day by day, even if it's the same action the person next to you is doing, for a different reason, because you have consecrated, dedicated, totally committed, sacrificed yourself and your body to God. 
You're special. You're to be different. You're to be God's unique people, his holy people who are peculiar to himself. Not peculiar in the sense of weird or strange, but those who are his special people, his own people. And this is how you become more and more what he wants you to be by that total commitment of your life to him in that fashion. Now, probably this pleasing or sweet-smelling sacrifice is not so much the uh, uh, picture of the propitiatory sacrifice, but it's more the free will offering of the Old Testament. And possibly even this very passage in Psalm 110 was in mind when Paul wrote these words. In the 110th Psalm, you have a messianic uh, psalm. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. You all recognize those messianic words. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. Again, those words are very familiar. But how about the next verse? Your people will be free will offerings in the day of your power. That's what it literally reads. Your people will be free will offerings in the day of your power. The people of God are willingly, out of their own desire, out of gratitude, out of thanksgiving, becoming offerings to God, offering the members of their body for his use and for his service. All Christians are concerned in this matter. All Christians are to serve him. Well, this is, he says, the reasonable way for you to serve him in worship. This is your reasonable service, your reasonable worship. The idea that Sunday is the worship service, those words worship service, has obscured the truth of this verse. And that is one of the great tragedies of our time. We think of worship and the service of God as being a meeting that we attend. And so often it's spectator sport where we sit down and watch somebody up here performing, a preacher or a choir or some soloist, and we get involved only in minimal ways by giving our money and singing a few songs and reciting a creed. But it's largely something that's going on here up front that we're watching. That's tragic. That's very, very tragic that we have reduced the idea of worship to such concepts. Now, sometimes it's much better than that. People do understand more and do enter in more fully. But the idea that worship is purely meeting together and doing things together at a particular hour in a, on a particular day is a very limited view of worship. 
it is only a part of the whole. In Exodus 25, 20, verse 5, where we are looking at the commandments, two key words stand out. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. Bow down to them has to do with what we do together in praise as we sing God's praises in a meeting and as we come together in prayer in a meeting. And so there is an aspect of worship that has to do with our meeting. But to call this the worship service is what's wrong because service is a daily thing that we do and God calls that worship also. Every day out there the way you live ought to be worship. We've talked about a world and life view, but a real world and life view in Christianity is worshiping Jesus Christ at work, worshiping Jesus Christ in the home, worshiping Jesus Christ in the school, worshiping Jesus Christ not through some kind of a religious ceremony, but through the very way that our hands and our feet and our eyes and our whole body is used to serve him, to serve him. Service here is a special word for service, latria, that means divine service, work done for God. And what he's saying here then is that worship is workship. That's what it is. Worship is workship. Day by day, as we say no to our own desires, and as we say yes to Jesus Christ, living for him wherever we are. Daily, not just on Sunday, your life should be a song of praise that you sing to God. Daily, not just as the offering plate goes by, the use of your money ought to be an offering to God. Daily, not just in the words of some sermon preached by some preacher, but in the way that your lips speak for Jesus Christ, you are to be a sermon to people out there who know nothing of Christ. Now all this that we're saying, does it sound reasonable to you? Given God's mercies to you upon which this week I have called you to be reflecting, and if you have been reflecting upon what God has done for you in Christ, the enormous grace of God in sending his son for you. Is it really reasonable? Isn't it logical that you should give yourself totally in commitment to him? This is the sensible way to view life. Surely, if we really understand what the mercies of God have been to us, how can we but withhold our bodies how can we do anything but climb up on the altar and say, Take me, Lord, here I am. This is the worship that reason renders. It's intelligent worship. 
that grows out of a logical conclusion that we reach as we look at all that God has done for us, we can only say, Lord, you did so much for us in response this little we do for you. And it is a chosen way of life, not a drift that we fall into, but a matter of choice. Habits and patterns of life deliberately chosen and cultivated as we commit ourselves, giving the time, expending the effort, learning the skills, developing the patterns and habits of life, and understanding and desiring all that God wishes for us.